Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 132 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. Damon's here this week. Hooray. Yay. Damon, I made a joke last week that we fired you after your rant and, uh, you know, but your your post to the group kind of ruined it. Ah, uh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. What's going on? I played tennis this morning. I think it's the first real thing I've done in like a year and, gosh, it feels like a year and something. So nice, yeah. Did you play? Wait, did you play against like one of your kids or like my my daughter's? Um, yeah, so she's starting to play tennis. So I took her out on you know this morning, and we'll probably do that every weekend. Um, since she's you know she's she's still new, she's going to lessons once a week, but you know she still needs some time to get out there and you know do stuff. All right. Well, you know, I was gonna say if it was one of your your, I know your sons, you don't want them to beat you. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it was not them. It was not okay, them. That's good. My oldest is actually at a soccer ID camp, um, and my middle one's out biking somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where they are. And they get older, you don't know what happens to them where they are and what they're doing. I gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. The, my, mine's the same way. He says I'm going out. He gets on his bike and leaves, and I assume he'll be back at some point. At some point, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, he, he has his I, phone, so it's fine. <laughs> I have a slightly different situation, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent the weekend converting my daughter's uh, toddler bed into a crib, into a full bed, so that was fun. Sadly, both it with you, frozen things. Yeah, what? <laughs> both of you were far more exciting than me. The only thing I did this weekend was water seal my driveway, which oh. you're probably saying, "What the heck does that mean?" And it's because here in the winter with all the salt and everything, um, if you don't protect your, your driveway somewhat, um, it actually like the concrete breaks down. So, um, so I'm surprised they don't do asphalt up there. Why do they do concrete? Because asphalt falls apart just as fast as concrete. (laughs) Um, it, or actually it's worse because, um, because it's a rubber mixture. It actually, it doesn't hold up as well to, uh, to the winter. So, so driveways are typically concrete, but yeah, the funny thing is, is, you know, you, you, you hear me saying, well, I'm, I'm water sealing for the winter. And you're saying, why wouldn't you do that into the fall? But it actually is, this is the best time of year to do it because you want it really hot so that when you put the sealant on, it has time to cure and everything properly. So yeah, I'm, I'm that boring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, making a, putting a bed together is not that exciting either, but I, and I also, Went shopping for uh, for you know I had to get sheets and uh, comforter and all that stuff. So now so now she's got a very frozen room. It's very very frozen too right now. There's there's a lot of you know the frozen sheets and yeah stuffed animal all that stuff. So nothing wrong with anyway. That. <laughs> what's that? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah yeah no for sure. Yeah. All right. So we got questions. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Okay. I guess I'll go I'll... first. That's fine. All right. <laughs> Uh, if Disney were to build, this is from Francisco. If Disney were to build a backgate entrance to Magic Kingdom with a new DVC resort, where would you place it, and what theme are you going with? Okay, so so when you say back entrance, that I, I immediately went to. So you're putting it behind Fantasyland, but that's not what Francisco means. No, no, I th- I think that's that's what he, I think Francisco is going for, like a boardwalk resort at Magic Kingdom. Okay, like, 
to have like a back entrance to get in and where would you put it now i don't know if 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 you guys have ever done this but i have several times now accidentally driven backstage at magic kingdom you know like on the cast member roads mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's not meant for public consumption it's very industrial right <laughs> it's not yeah. it's so i mean you'd really have to if you did it somewhere back there you'd really have to pretty it up a bit i i do think there was a rumor a while ago that they were going to build a uh a, a, weren't they going to build like a moana thing or yeah. it was yeah it was and it was going to like connect up to uh to to adventureland or something I'm trying to remember. There was a rumor on this a while ago. Yeah. But I think, was, you know, that space between Grand Flirty and Magic Kingdom is probably a good place for another resort. Yeah. The the whole thing was that um, there was going to be a, a roller coaster added and then a Moana resort was. The yeah. Rumor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, that that way, though, like if you put something there, it's not really a back entrance. Right. It's 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 a front entrance because <laughs> because any a resort there would just feed right into the main gate anyway. It, yeah. It's just further along the resort loop. And then. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is, is there's that canal there, so you you would have to be on the outside of the canal that they use for transporting, um, stuff out of uh, rivers of America. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's true. So, um, but it's not where the bat. Like maybe we go like Frontierland. You could make a cool like Frontier kind of place, and then you you walk in right by Big Thunder. <laughs> you know, so. So I'm 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 already going. Well, we have Wilderness Lodge, but would That's you? True. Yeah. But do you feel that uh, like a, a Frontierland themed resort, like like full on, um, I, I don't know, like Wild West type of thing? I feel like you kind of get that at a at a Fort Wilderness. You know, I feel like that's yeah. more. Yeah. That's kind of got that theme already. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's very cowboy, and I mean, there's horses yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. that theme's kind of already taken, is what you're saying. Yeah my my thought was I was actually going to the other side towards Tomorrowland and thinking about well you know you could do a very like super futuristic resort, um you know kind of behind Tomorrowland so connecting back into Tomorrowland past Tron, and then have something very um again you know you know a, a Tomorrowland resort but then. What I realized the problem there is that the contemporary, I feel, is already trying to fill that. And especially with the latest, yeah. you know, I know we'll get into talking about the the the, the room renos that they've just done. Um, but I feel that it's already kind of filling that space. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else you could do with Magic Kingdom specifically. I mean, you your initial feeling was like was Fantasyland. You could do something with that, right? I mean, something cartoony, like a nice all-star or a nice art of animation yeah there we go a nice art of animation <laughs> are you saying art of animation isn't nice <laughs> no that's exactly what i'm saying it's okay. not it's not dvc never... nice is it well no no it's okay so the same theme but just that would work for me how would you do that though like how do you make that like because cartoony and nice i feel like don't always mm, you can have you nice, get nice cartoony cartoons. things yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know i just i'm just saying how do you make it super classy like animation type stuff right like think about it right you go into that art store that's classy doesn't it feel classy when they're selling cells that's true true. yeah same sort of thing you just do classy artwork in cells rather than you know 
the the not classy version, which is art animation. <laughs> yeah, the, I I feel like the design. You, you know, like how they did the um the backgrounds in like Sleeping Beauty and stuff, where it was like these very nicely drawn backgrounds, and they would yeah, and, and the cells were set up that like they would pan through the cells. It would almost need to be like yeah. that. Like it would it would have to be designed that you know it it, it looks very picture picturesque but you know almost taking the that old school um uh i can't shoot what was the technique called with it where they they uh is it multi-plane like it's like a multi-plane camera i think is what it was but i I don't know what the actual technique was yeah but like taking something like that and turning it into a like a resort design like that's what i would envision as a a fancy cartoon we're saying this, and I'm thinking back to the the concept art we saw of reflections, not the outside, but the inside, and what they were doing. And this is kind of what they were doing. They were doing like super classy like mm-hmm. versions of those cartoons of like the classic cartoons, if I remember correctly. I, I I seem to remember being like a really cool like I mean really upscale looking like uh, there was like a Pocahontas area. There was oh man, I, I'm trying to remember. It's a while ago now, but I feel like reflections was almost kind of doing that but not not as like a backdoor to to magic kingdom but right but anyway yeah okay i think i think we've kind of explored that one as far as we can go at the moment so yeah but if you have ideas talk about them in the group yeah let's hear it all right um, question yeah so two questions in today's uh yeah so actually i'm gonna read them in reverse order because i feel the first one's gonna be a bit longer talking so so the second one's actually a comment is that he says my oldest just got his driver's permit and you won't believe how much the tomorrowland speedway has prepared me for this (laughs) i i can understand that because you know you know as kids get older, like initially when they get it, you know, they're like, you, you know, when they're, they start driving on Tomorrowland Speedway, they realize, hey, I can just, you know, swerve left and right and it'll stay on the tracks. And so they do silly stuff like that. But then as they get older, it, they kind of hit that mentality of, you know, they, they want to tr- keep it straight or, you know, they realize that it's a, it's a harder challenge to actually keep the car straight <laughs> than it is to crash it into the barriers. Oh, for sure. Because anytime I've ever gone on it, like, I, you know, as as just me, like not with kids, I, I've always my goal has always been when I drive those to not to try to keep it in the center and not hit the, the guardrail at any point. But it's like impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like impossible to do. But I've always tried to do that. But uh, but yeah, that that is funny because I do know a lot of parents, you know, will take their kids on that. And that's like the first taste they get of driving a car, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I can. But- I, I feel you on that one, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dan also wants to know what are some features what are some features that make for a great ride queue for you? That's a hmm. tough that's a tough question. So, Short. What would you say, David? <laughs> Short. Cool. Short queue. <laughs> Short Short Cool queue. Actually the uh Little Mermaid one is one of the best because it's nice and cool in there. I was gonna say, do you mean temperature cool or do you mean like it's cool looking? Temperature. You, you cool. mean temperature? Yeah. Yeah. The 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 fact that it's made it mostly out of concrete means that it actually stays very cool even when it's quite hot out. Absolutely. Well, it's also a gigantic queue for a ride that's constantly moving and never has a line. So <laughs> that would be the perfect queue of all time. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much yeah. It's it's a huge queue and it's you know there's also some cool stuff. There's some cool interactive stuff in that queue too, yeah. with the little the little crab guy. 
there's some neat stuff you could do with that. I, I like the interactive stuff, but I don't like the interactive stuff where it's holding up the line. That kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, that that's that's my thing. Is that yeah, I like I like things that stand out or you know something that you know you can you can you can touch something or pull something, but when it turns into a game or it turns into something where people get so engaged in it that they forget that, you know, they're in a line, um, that's where I, yeah. I start to dislike it. So, so for me, um, the Indiana Jones ride has a couple of, uh, features in it where it's like, you know, you, you pull a rope and you hear a guy, you know, it sounds like he, he crashes at the bottom of this, uh, the bottom of this cave and stuff like that. Um, so those are, you know, it's a very quick thing. You get a reaction out of it, but then you move on. Like it's, it's not enough that it keeps, yeah. keeps somebody there messing with it. Um, so stuff like that versus as much as I liked it in space mountain, when they had the games where you would, you know, you would, everyone would play the, the asteroid game against each other or whatever. That was the worst because you would literally have groups of people standing there playing the game. And then you, you're in a position where it's like, well, do I just walk past these people yeah. because they're what's busy the doing etiquette? something or yeah. yeah or do I stop there? and wait? Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, I feel like the, uh, a similar one to that was the seven dwarves one with the, the gem game. Yeah. That one was bad too. Like that one people would just, or actually all of the interactive features of that queue, people would stand there forever. Uh, like the water fountain things, the little barrels that you spend, like, yeah. yeah, everybody would be standing there for so long on those. Like, Winnie the Pooh has a lot of those. I see for me, like I don't need all the interactive stuff necessarily. I like it, but I also like like the small details, you know, the, the, the yeah. little sm- like, even if you don't like the smugglers run ride, that queue is pretty cool. There's just so many cool details in there. And it's just kind of a, a really interesting place to walk through. And, and of course, you know, everybody, and I know, I know Damon doesn't care for flight of passage, but I mean, there's the, the, that queue is pretty legendary for having cool stuff in it. Uh, and that so- queue is good. The queue is better than the ride. <laughs> the queue is amazing. One of my friends just went to Disney last week, um, and he hadn't been in forever. And he tried to tell me that ride was the best ride there. And I was like, you're out of your mind. That's what everyone says except for you, David. <laughs> the thing is, is that, but when I questioned him, I said, do you have an Oculus? And he was like, yes. I go, okay, and now tell me what's different about that. And he couldn't. And I said, exactly. And Everything is I, different about. It. There's no movement. There's no you know what effects. Movement? There's no. I can what? sway side to side on my Oculus. And I'm good. <laughs> like it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It, it really is though. When you think about it, like going to watch that video again because I, I was like, yeah, let me go watch that video. The graphics are terrible. Like they're terrible. It's not immersive. And it's like being, it's like being in an old cartoon. Right where I feel like that ride should have been immersive to the point of I understand it's a cartoon, but I, it's just not good enough. I'm sorry to say it's just not good enough graphically for it to be a good ride. And oh. I just don't think there's enough that goes on. But it, but if you're watching it though, you're watching the blurry version. That's of what I was going to say. You don't you're watching the, the non-3D. Yeah, yeah. You're, you can watch. You understand you can watch a 2D version of a 3D without having 3D glasses, right? You're just going to get one end of it, but you can still watch yeah. it, right? It's not like. You need the glasses, but I'm saying is that 3D or not 3D doesn't impact the quality of the graphics. It's very long in the tooth from when they first started, and that shouldn't be where it should be innovative. It's my whole thing about being innovative, right? Like that should be the coolest looking graphics you've ever seen. But when I can buy a $6,000 computer that's going to blow those graphics out of the water, man, that just doesn't do it for me. 
I just think it's funny that you everyone says that that's like the greatest ride, that, and you hate. But, but it's it, funny and, when but he everyone was, when, else is wrong. <laughs> but when he was questioned on it, he couldn't come up with a reason, right? And I said the same thing. I said, "Could you buy a computer that gives you better graphics than that?" And he goes, "Yes." I said, "Then then what's the ride?" I mean, right? Like, I, dude, I could I could go ride Hang On, right? What is that? Is that what's that called? That um arcade game that was the motorcycle? On. Yeah, yeah, right. I could ride that. It's the same thing. It's just not that impressive. All right, I we, I think we spent enough time on that one yeah. in the past before. <laughs> I found about your hate for that ride, <laughs> but uh, I I mean I think that I think the graphics look good, but I you know I, I they they probably could do better now though. Yeah, I mean I, you're, you're probably right, and that would have been okay, but now. they could have done better then, and that's where it really hurts. Well, I mean they do these things years ahead of time though too. You know these things I, take years to do so. That's there was actually a, th- a whole thing about this in the Imagineering story where the one of the Imagineers was talking about how challenging it is to build a ride now because you have to. You're like, already behind before you start. Yeah, you're already behind once you start. That's, like you, that's yeah. the difference between having something that's an imaginative, actually imaginative, and then trying to chase technology. Right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. If you're trying to chase technology, it is very difficult because things that come out. But if you're actually imaginative and it's cool to begin with, then it doesn't matter. I, and it just and hasn't think, been anything like that lately. I think that's the problem that Flight of Passage runs into that that you're you're saying, Damon, is that you know they started it back you know with a certain level of technology and it relied heavily on that technology, but then by the time it yeah. came to fruition, it was already People behind had them in their house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was already behind. Versus, you know, you know, you know, disconnecting themselves from you know trying to make it the most technologically advanced, you know. Ride, yeah. Put time. puppets on that ride instead, and I'm all in. Yeah, puppets. Imagine if there was just it was just an open area in front of you, and it was just animatronic puppets that you're flying through, <laughs> throwing <laughs> stuff at you. Like I'd be for that ride. That would be the best. Such an odd ride. <laughs> that, but I, tell me that wouldn't be innovative. You'd be like, oh man, there's freaking puppets on this thing. Like, yeah, okay, that's what I want. Just, oh just question, Damon. Do you play Five Nights at Freddy's? I, I have, I mean, but but not to the point where like I'm interested in it. But yes, I have, so I understand the reference. Yeah, sorry, um, I just, I yeah, I I know that wasn't what you meant, but it just seems funny. Like I, that's what I imagine when you say just puppets in an open well, area. It, right? It's so funny because I've been watching that um, yeah. show Barbarian and the Troll, which on Nickelodeon, yeah. which just finished up this week. The 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 way that they're doing puppets now is so unreal. It's so cool. And I was like, man, like, I watch that show and think to myself, this is just cool. I just wonder if there was a way to incorporate, like, that into a ride. Like, really good puppetry into a ride. So, that, that's what I that's what I envision as my best ride. Something tactical and... and Imagine actually- Avatar and puppets. Think about that. Like, that would be so cool. I mean, you mean like actual puppets and not I like mean animatronics? Like actual puppets. Well, yeah. not animatronics. You're talking well, about animatronic like... puppets. Okay. <laughs> you I mean, mean like the puppets the, are being controlled by animatronics. Like the shaman at the end of uh, Navi River Cruise, but more of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but even more puppety. <laughs> even more puppety? <laughs> yeah, go full puppet. Full oh puppet God. mode. Okay. This took a turn that I didn't think it was going to take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let, for the sake of time, let's, uh, keep moving. So, uh, you know what? Jody's Jody. question, though, kind of leads into this a little bit. Yeah. Into puppets? So, 
Not really, but it, 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 it's talking but about let, utilizing ride technology. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, let, let, so so Jody says, uh, you may have answered this before I joined the group, but here it goes. So I, Jody's a fairly new listener, which we appreciate. Um, if you could take a current Magic Kingdom or any park attraction, uh, keep the theme, but change the attraction and utilize current ride technology, which which would it be and how would you make it better? And then she uh, goes on to say, for example, Mad Tea Party is based on Alice in Wonderland. Would you change the attraction to a dark ride, which is moderately thrilling where you would, where your ride vehicle descends down a rabbit hole and you have screens that make you feel big in one room and small in another room and then have to escape the Queen of Hearts, something similar to Escape from Gringotts. I was going to say, actually, there is already an Alice in Wonderland ride in Disneyland, but not quite as exciting as this. But we well, already it, have a dark ride for Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> right. So so it's interesting that like her example is comparing it to something at Universal. Right. Just saying. We're doing this again? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm just making a point here. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, a dark ride in, I mean, I would make a dark Ducktales ride, but I, there is no current ride. Well, so, so, so take take an existing ride at one of the parks that you think could be reimagined as a different ride. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah. so you could. I mean, if you wanted to, Damon, you could get rid of Figment and and make it Ducktales if you wanted to. No, I, I think, but that's. See, I don't understand here. So I don't. I think we have to keep the theme, but change yeah. the attraction. So you couldn't do duck. You have to keep the theme. Okay. okay. You have to keep the theme. Okay, I got. Um, well, that's okay. Go ahead. Right, here, here. So, so here's my thinking. Um, I would like to see the Jungle Cruise, Ooh, okay. um, redone, but so so still the cruise, but incorporate elements from rides such as Pirates and um, Splash Mountain, so that you have sections of it where you know you you go down rapids you you have um more action to it but it still is following the theme of the jungle cruise so it's not just you know the the boat ride around the rivers but some actual like more roller coaster-esque movement to it okay yeah that's it that's an interesting idea, Trevor, because like they have the technology now that they use for pirates in Shanghai where it's the they've like trackless boats where they can like yeah. spin the boat backwards and stuff like that. How cool would that be if they could do that on Jungle Cruise, where they could like spin the boat backwards at some point, and you know your your uh, your driver. I mean your uh, you know why am I blanking on the name? Uh, your your Jungle Cruise. Your yeah, I couldn't think of Skipper. Uh, your Jungle Cruise Skipper could like you know make a joke about that or like lose control of the boat. Like there's so many cool things they could do with that. And then and then like I said, adding some slopes into it as well. So you know, like you said, you know, combining that kind of technology. Like you know, if you go into like the the cave area. And, you know, suddenly it feels like you're, you're, you know, moving really fast down, down, you know, a small waterfall or rapids or something like that. But, you know, really, but again, you know, they're really good at making it feel like it's more than what it is. That's what I would like to see for a, a redesign of the Jungle Cruise. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if I can think of anything better than that. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good answer. I don't, I don't know what else I would say to that. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah, I don't, I'll I'll set the bar lower next time. I, I mean, we could do um, you could do a, a Thunder Mountain, right? Like that would be mm-hmm. interesting. But a Thunder Mountain that's a little bit of a better More. roller coaster, right? Yeah, and, and more storytelling than just the roller coaster. Like, Verbolton style, Verbolton <laughs> style, um, Big Thunder Mountain. I'm going trackless ride vehicles and Figment. 
Like, oh, that would that be interesting. Whole, there's so many cool things you could do with the trackless ride vehicles in Figment. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Figment, Figment in and of itself, you know, is just chaos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah, you know that that would lend itself very well to a trackless ride system. Yep, exactly. Because trackless ride systems, you can have chaos, right? Like it's controlled chaos, but it's, yeah. you know, that's the whole, I mean, that's a lot of what Mickey and Minnie's is really is that you're, you know, you're on a train and then all of a sudden all the train cars come apart and you're going all sorts of different directions. Same kind of thing. So it's, it's, you could do that really with Figment and, and have some fun with that. Mm-hmm. All right. All okay. right. I think we got that. Cool. Uh, Tanya wants, what is the resort monorail like from Polly? This is a, this is a Trevor question. During the early morning, pre-rope drop, we staying at, uh, at, at Boardwalk, but have friends staying at Polly during the beginning of our trip. We were planning on doing a mobile order, quick stop in the morning, uh, the quick service in the morning, and uh, doing uh, drive and park, grab breakfast, and hop in line for the monorail. Is the monorail packed in the AM? Do all the TTC people fill it up before it even gets to Polly? So, Trevor, what is your experience okay. with this? So, so what I've seen with this is, so there, there's two different lines. There's the direct line to Magic Kingdom and there's the resort line. Um, people generally, it's the direct line that's always packed for the monorail. And, and um, so, so keep in mind, we, we tried taking the monorail once. And the biggest challenge with the, the resort loop monorail is that even in the morning, it's not, or I didn't feel it was moving as fast or that um, it was getting us there any quicker than getting on the ferry because the ferries are, are always, yeah. there's three ferries moving and it's a lot more volume and they move people through a lot quicker than the monorails. So, um, you know, I get the, the take is, you know, you know, have breakfast and then you're at the ceremonial house and you just walk upstairs and hop on the monorail and go um, early morning though. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't paid too much attention to what the the resort monorails were doing early in the morning because um, after the one experience we had where we ended up waiting there for, um, you know, just waiting for 10 minutes and then we had to get on the monorail, stop at uh, um, her, what was it, we went, uh, yeah, we stopped at Contemporary, I can't remember which way the, the resort loop goes. But I remember Doesn't it yeah, go Polly and then uh, Grand Flirty and is Grand Flirty and last? I'm trying to remember. I just was on it too. I'm just I'm blanking yeah. right now. Yeah, it goes that direction, right? Yeah, so it sorry, goes from then, Polly yeah. to Grand Flirty so, and then Grand Flirty and so Magic yeah, that that yeah. The problem is, is you know, you know, you're not you're not getting there quick. Like you, you're still having to make another stop, no matter which way you go. Um. So, so my take on that is, you know, if you're eating at the Polly, I would go and get onto one of the resort boats, which again are are fairly close to the ceremonial house, or you can, you know, spend five minutes walking over to the TTC and get on the ferry. So, um, I, you know, I get the Ferry's idea is less know, magical though than the, than the monorail, right? <laughs> it is, but, but, you know, if, if you're talking, you know, you know, it sounds like the, you know, Tanya's desire is to get, you know, get over there with the minimum, um, stress, like, like, yeah, you know, yeah. she's worried about, you know, is it packed in the morning? Yes. I, you know, I, I guess that's the first thing is I've never not seen any of those transportation modes busy when you're talking about rope drop, like that's yeah. just, that's just how it is. Um, personally, I would go with the highest volume one, which is the ferry, but, um, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much I would chance taking the resort loop monorail early in the morning, Yeah, but that's just me. 
It wasn't bad when I was there, but you know, once it gets back to normal, if we're assuming things are normal, then it's a little different, right? So yeah. But when I was there, it was not bad. Yeah, and but, and I guess the other thing to keep in mind too is that you know the and like I said that the problem is is that it stops at the other resorts, so you end up um you know you get on at the poly and it may not be packed when you're on at the poly, but then more people are going to get on at Grand Floridian, so. And I mean, you know, it's only for one stop, but you're still dealing with all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. The next thing we had on the list, Damon wanted to talk about sporks and and underwear <laughs> and something else. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Let, we're already there already? Yeah. We're there already, Damon. Yeah. We're there already. Oh, man. I, I was ill-prepared. I was designing logos. I was doing other stuff. Gosh. <laughs> Spoilers. <sighs> I'll tell you, it comes up quick. It does. So yeah, so so recently it was interesting. I finally ordered a set of sporks, and you know, my wife was like making fun of me. She thought like, "Well, this is so stupid. Like, why do we need sporks in the house? Like, they're just this novelty, dude. Sporks are it." So like on Amazon, yeah. on, on Amazon, you can order, you know, good stainless steel sporks for a pretty cheap amount, and you know, they've been getting a lot of. Uh, a lot of use in the house, so much so that I don't think that six, I order six or eight of them. I feel like they're never there anymore, that I've kind of been disappointed by it. So I just don't know why sporks aren't a, a normal kitchen, you know, utensil. Like, w- what happened in the life of sporks that kind of put them in the gutter and made them such, you know, uh, a laughable utensil? You know, it's funny, Damon, because, like, on, I would say at least two to three times a week, my wife and I will cook something for dinner, and the question will be fork or spoon. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and the the spork solves both. You just oh, oh spork, <laughs> like you know, because there's so many things that could you could use either for, and neither one is the best utensil. But like you couldn't have people over for you couldn't have a spork at Thanksgiving dinner, even though it would be the best thing. But why not? Like what happened to the spork? Like what made it such a I don't know terrible utensil? Because it looks weird. I don't know. Uh, maybe, but I think people are, are, are missing out on the spork. I, I would say that after now having them for a few weeks, it's uh, it's a it's a go to utensil. It definitely is it's a, a game changer. Utensil. It so, really is. Go ahead, Trevor. I, I have a bit of a hot take on that. It, you know, Ooh. going back to talking about theme parks, why would theme parks not use sporks? All like, like every you know you know in, instead of having you know forks, spoons, and knives, you can cut down you know a third of the utensils that you need to have well, stock is is there a stupidity factor that we're not thinking about like with a spork if you're using the spoon end of a spork i, I guess you, you have could to do yourself some harm <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean the spork is not it's not dull let's put it that way like no. when i'm using the spork like i have to especially a metal spork to boot you know i kind of have to you know be intelligent enough not to spork myself in the face with it. Like, I mean, I guess that's maybe maybe it's it's that. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, as, as children, you know, we, we're brought up with, you know, you start with a spoon and then you work your way up to a fork. And maybe that's where that mentality comes from is that people, you know, don't want to go backwards. You don't want to, you know, yeah. But, But maybe it's just, you know, being brought up, you, you're thinking, Hey, you know, I need a fork and a spoon for different activities. 
Well, the the spork that they sell in Galaxy's Edge though was like pretty popular, right? And that was that was like a yeah, popular. That's what I'm saying. People yeah. were because stealing it, them for a while because it yeah. looks different. That that's yeah. that's the whole thing is that it was something different and something unique. But sure, you, you know, to to that end, why could they not have to? You know, you know, they could make compostable sporks for the you know when you go to a quick service and they have the utensil uh, things. Why not have sporks there them. instead of instead of spoons and forks interestingly enough though the fact that they only sell those in galaxy's edge is that their way of saying that sporks are like a weird otherworldly thing that you'd only find that's what i'm saying they kept a lot of spork hate that's the impression relate to sporks i can relate to sporks i can relate to sporks (laughs) can we make that a t-shirt yeah yeah i I can relate i I, I want to put that on a t-shirt i can relate to sporks Uh, um, so let's see. So, th- I, you know, th- th- it came across recently, even as I buy more points. Again, people don't listen to the podcast. I am buying more points. Guess what? That means I don't hate Disney. But that being said, is that, you know, it, the magic lessening with each trip, I, I was starting to think about this more and how many times I would theoretically want to go to Disney a year, which is why this all came up, because it looks like I'm going to end up with 100 points. My parents are going to end up having to buy 150. So by the way, as a new user, a new user, a new uh, a new, new DVC member, member yeah. you, you have to have 150. You can't yeah. just buy in at 100, right? So I know that there was a little mm. bit of a question there. And even though I'm going to be on the contract because I'm not the primary, they still have to buy 150. Yeah, we had a qu- we t- we had a question about that the last time we talked about this. Yeah, so now you so, know the answer. There you go. So, so that's the answer. So my parents are buying 150. When in theory, they'll eventually be mine, right? So I was like, how many points do I need? And how many times a year before I'm like, ah, oh, it's Disney. Right. Like in terms of, of magic. Right. I don't think that I'll ever be like, oh, you know, I don't want to go there or, you know, I don't want to use that as vacation time because obviously I'm buying more points. But, you know, I think there is for me definitely this number that lessens the magic of Disney. And I, I don't know what that is yet, but I would say it's probably in that four to five times a year range where it's it's not as special if I'm going that that much. So yeah. you're talking about like four to five full weeks, or are you talking just like four, no four to five, five trips, trips? I would okay. think. Yeah, I just I wonder what everyone else thinks about that. Like, especially people that don't live there, because I think if you live in Florida, it, it's just it's a different mentality. So, you know, I, I'm again, I'm not going to comment on that, but I'm just thinking for the people that live further away. But I think that's kind of my number is probably four to five is probably too much per year. You know, four is kind of on the cusp. But I say five is too much. So that was another thing I was thinking about in my random thoughts. And then the the other thing is underwear. You know, I'm in this whole new world (laughs) of pouched underwear, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we we see all these Hanes commercials, and maybe you're not seeing them up in Canada, Trevor, but there's some pretty funny uh, Hanes commercials now, Tom. I'm assuming you've seen them. I I have, yes. And I I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, Okay, I'm curious now, but... Well, you can go go and watch them. Um, But, you know, I started thinking about Disney then and, and walking around. So... I decided to to buy some of the Hanes, and I'm going to tell you, it, it's a rabbit hole, um, <laughs> because once you go down that pouch avenue, there's so many different types of pouches and takes on it, yeah. and so many different companies. So then I was like, okay, well, you know, no, knowing me, right, I'm like, all right, well, the Hanes are okay, but I wonder if there's better out there, <laughs> right? I wonder if there's better pouched underwear. And you should see, so Separatech makes these underwear that, you know... Um, yeah, as you can tell from the the word, it it separates everything. <laughs> but 
It was I feel like interesting. I'm going to have beca- to mark this episode explicit now. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We're keeping, <laughs> keeping it family friendly. Um, but what's nice about it is, is that when you're doing a lot of walking, you know, one of the things it says is it kind of keeps everything separate for, you know, airflow. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I would say that the separate texts, which are not that expensive, even though I had to figure them out, like there's underwear that I had to figure out how they work. Um. <laughs> are really pretty good. And I'm kind of, like I said, I've tried this company called Trady also, which has pouch and, and there are, you know, some others on my list, but I think from, you know, the amount of walking and the, the, the swampiness that happens, you know, having good underwear is, you know, probably not as good as having a pair of good shoes, but I would say that it might be second in, in that area of comfort and, you know, there, there's all sorts of, there's cooling ones, which I don't know how that, where there's ones that are like, I think Duluth has some that are sewn with jade fibers or something. Like I, I actually have those. <laughs> with, with, wait, with the pouch though, or non-pouch? Not, not with that, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was an interesting thing, but I think that as, you know, we go to Disney, it might be something that's well worth it. I also go for a longer boxer brief, which then is also, you know, as you separate everything, you're less inclined to get that. Disney rash that some people get from walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the longer uh, length boxers where my kids do not. They think they're stupid. So, But it is just something to think about. You know, there is underwear out there that is, you know, just as game changing in terms of a lot of walking as, so, you know, maybe uh, you know, some other sort of thing. So I'm going to continue down that path, but the separate texts are interesting. You can look them up. Um, they did require a little bit of thought first. I, I can, <laughs> when you see them and you'll be like, wait, do you, does everything go now? No, it just, they're interesting. <laughs> can, um, can I interject for, sure. for a moment that, um, so first of all, um, so I, I feel a little bit vindicated here because, um, I've been so for years, I've been looking at not just underwear, but clothing in general, because coming from a colder climate, you know, you know, going down, like if I wear the stuff that I wear around here down to Disney, I will be sweating all day long and Mm -hmm. it's, it's not comfortable at all. Um, so I get where you're going with this is that, yeah, it, it matters what you wear down there and it matters to dress for the climate that you're going to. The big thing is, is making sure things are breathing and you're not getting, you know, you know, rashes and, and what kind of stuff. Um, okay. I'll admit, yes, I've used the Sepertech underwear for years at yeah. this point because <laughs> yes, it works. It, it does actually work and it's far more comfortable going down to Florida with stuff like that, because, um, like you said, you're not, you're not sweating to death, but it took me, it took me a minute though, Trevor, to figure them out. Yeah. No, I see that. Right. Yeah. I was like, I go, does everything go in there? Like, that's impossible. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've alienated all of yeah. our female listeners at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know this is a weird conversation for people, but you know, like I said, I, I feel I feel a little bit vindicated because of the fact that, you know, my wife was like, why are you putting so much effort into this? And it's like, because I want to be comfortable while we're down there. I don't want to be spending half of my trip going, God, I need to find somewhere just to cool off from it because I am sweating to death in my own clothes. Yeah, I I think (laughs) that, again, all joking aside, as we go to Disney, right, like this is something that is definitely helpful. 
uh, you know, as you go to Disney and, um, you know, people can take it as, as such. I mean, it's funny to talk about, but mm-hmm. you know, it is, is definitely, you know, something that you should think about. And, and again, the separate texts, Trevor, are not that expensive. Again, some of the, no, they're the not even trading ones are like not. 50 bucks, but like, I would say the separate texts, I think I got two. Is it possible that I got two for like 20 or something? Like, it, was, it seems like they're in that range. Up here, it was, it was a, a two pack was like $34 or something, which, you know, considering that, that would track then yeah. for, for 20 something, maybe 28 down here that yeah. that would make sense um but def- definitely worth it i've gotten rid of a bunch of my older underwear to kind of fill up on these new underwears but so far trevor i would say they're my favorite right now but again i've only tried three mm-hmm. and the hanes are a good starting point right they think they're like three for 18 cheap, yeah yeah they're cheap they're a good starting point but they're they're nowhere near the same level yeah yeah but- you know it, along that, along those lines, something I've I always tell people because I always have this problem. Something we always bring with us is a friction stick. Have you ever seen this? It's yeah. like a it's like yeah. a deodorant basically for like the inside of your legs, but it it's, it keeps you from getting like you know from getting. But you don't you shit. don't need that anymore. That's the best with thing. That, like if yeah. if yeah, if you if you get these underwear, like I know the tradies. What was interesting about them, and again, they were nicer quality probably than the separate tech. So the separate tech material is not phenomenal right like it's more of the way that it works but the tradies were really nice material and the inside is bamboo on your thighs where they would in theory rub yeah. is made out of bamboo so like they've taken that into account so like you don't even need anything else if you're wearing these because the rubbing is at a different material so it's specifically built to not have that happen this is uh i i was i was wondering how you were gonna like connect this <laughs> to like uh the show but it, it makes sense <laughs> yeah it's I, I think if tom doesn't put underwear in the title we were doing a disservice to the show yep. <laughs> disney underwear recommendations has to be in the title that's a really has long to. piece though like i gotta it's you know gotta keep it concise <laughs> and uh, it gotta go in there yeah it's gotta go I, in there. I, I think it is you know it's funny because you know you're right that this isn't something that you know, whenever you're reading up on Disney, people are always talking about, you know, the shoes that you bring and stuff like that. Nobody talks about the, uh, yeah, you know, the, the larger, like, <laughs> Hey, you have to, uh, you stop. If you that. saw what I just typed in <laughs> yes. chat, it was funny. Yes. Yeah, so you yeah. distracted me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah. You know, people don't think about what the, uh, you know, the rest of it, like, you know, no thing. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, like, you know, we, we talk about backpacks, like, like I said, you know, for me, it's been years of thinking about this stuff, but nobody else talks about it. Like from a standpoint of, you know, Hey, I don't, I'm not used to being in this climate and I need something here that makes sure that I'm not being sweaty all day. I've had that rash once at Disney and like, you're coming home and putting like, I mean, coming back to the DVC and putting ice packs on it. So yeah. I feel that like I'm not trying to deal with that. I get the uh, I, I get the Disney rash on my ankles uh, and like my, my calves. I, I don't know why I get it like almost every time we go. I, I've been to the doctor about it several times, and 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 my it's doctor never a, knows what to do about it. So it's a heat rash, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a heat rash, but it sticks around for a couple weeks. Hey, listen, ankles isn't terrible. as bad as thighs. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I know a lot of people get it. But I I tend to I didn't get it this last trip, but. Uh, I think when we're there for a week, typically I do get it, and uh, it's mm. it's not it's not fun. I, I I wish I could figure out how to prevent it. I've tried a million different things, but it's uh yeah, it's it's tough. Maybe there's Separatech socks. There you go. <laughs> I also don't like wearing socks, but I do at Disney. In general, I'm not a big sock guy, but. <laughs> mm. My my wife laughed at me for buying merino wool socks, which have oh. been the best thing ever. Yeah, like even when it's hot here, they're still comfortable. 
Yep. I like that this. Uh, that we should introduce our new sponsor, uh, Separate Tech. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I think Damon's wanted an underwear I mean, sponsor if, for a yeah, while you, on the show. You know, if, I if, totally would. Yeah, if they want to send us free underwear, I wouldn't be against that. No, so. I wouldn't be against that either. I'm yeah. sorry to all of our female listeners that had to listen to this for the past ten minutes. But but uh, they all make well, you know, yeah. underwear as well. It's not yeah, like yeah, of course. Yeah, so 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 you know to flip it around the other way, you know, obviously you know we're all talking about from our point of view, but you know, you know, I know that there is similar challenges, you know, yeah. for 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 women as well. Like it's, it, you know, it's a general discussion about you know not just thinking about you know you know what Disney T shirt am I wearing, but you know making sure that you're comfortable while you're down there, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's true. Yeah. We keep seeing down there, and that just is making me laugh. Sorry, uh, <laughs> down there. I mean, co- coming from Canada to Florida, know, going know. you know, you know, further south from where I am. Not, well, it's down there for yeah. Damon and I too. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So. But, but also down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that all of your topics, Damon? Or did you have something I, I, else? I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll do this one last piece here, and then we'll do our ad. But I, I, th- I thought it was interesting. I saw some people like kind of flipping out about this, and I don't know why. But uh, DVC has eliminated their optional housekeeping services. So there was uh, an optional service you could have where you could pay between fifteen and thirty five dollars uh, to have them come and do like a cleaning of your room. I'm sorry, there was uh, yeah, wait, trash and towel services. Yeah, those were trash and towel, yeah. and then uh, you could have uh, the full room cleaning for thirty dollars, forty five dollars, sixty dollars, depending on the size of the room. But this was like an extra service to basically clean your room more often. For me, I'm just like, I, I don't need that. Like, if I yeah. need more towels, I'm just going to call the desk. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or steal them from the pool. Like, you know. <laughs> I just think it's odd that people are upset about this one. Yeah, I, again, I, I'm also of the opinion, you know, I don't, I don't care that much about having, like, when when I'm in the room, it's like, you know, I'm there for a week. I, you know, I accept that, you know, the room is going to be in the state that it's in for the week. As long as the trash is being taken care of, that's the only thing I care about. Um, Because, you know, after, like, I've I've stayed at hotels before where they haven't cleaned out the trash. And after about, you know, three days, it's like, okay, come on. Like, yeah. So I well, so and I they've been that. doing daily trash service, right? Daily exactly. Trash so so still a thing. Yeah. So so that's a moot point. The towel thing, like you said, you know, it's it's a matter of if I really need towels, I call down for towels. If uh, or you know, yeah, you go to the pool and you know you can take a towel back with you. I know you're not supposed to, but you know, I, I think, think everybody's really care, though. Like, I think yeah, everybody's think done care. it at some point. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I'm not advocating for it. Don't make you know, don't make it a regular thing, and then you know, they take away towels at the pool or something like that. But yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those things like before this, before this existed. And even while this existed, if you didn't opt for the service, you just call the desk and they'll bring more towels up. Like there's never, like it's never been an issue. Like it, I, I just never necessarily understood the need for this. Like, I guess if you feel like you need your room cleaned every day, but like, I don't clean my house every day when I'm at home. Like, I don't feel like I need my hotel room cleaned every single day. Um, Especially when I'm not in it all day, I'm I'm literally just sleeping in it. So I I don't know. I I guess I understand, but I, it's obvious they eliminated this because people were not using it. You know, it, I you don't you don't know too many people that were actually using this, and and also probably just to free up some of the resources too. I'm sure they they are short on housekeepers because they were they were short on housekeepers before the pandemic, and now it's it's even harder for them to get them. So it's yeah. um 
Yeah, it's. It, I'm sure that's part of the reason why for this, but you know, you're still getting your trash and towel service on uh, the fourth day if you have you know seven nights day or less. Um, you know, that's still happening. So you know, and and if you're there for more than eight days, you get you know a full cleaning on day four. So yeah. you still, that's all all the same. Still, this was just the extra. So yeah, I don't see this as a big deal. I don't care. Yeah, but it's DVC <laughs> news, and we need to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah, again, it's I guess you know this is our point of view on it. Again, keep that in mind. You know, we don't see it as necessary. I'm sure, you know, if if you have if you have an uh, alternative point of view on this, or you want to share what your experience is with it, you know, we we love to hear that stuff in the comments because you know we can't yeah. see or understand everything that or you know other situations that people may be in. But, you know, obviously for us on the show, it's kind of a, you know, okay, whatever, you know, it didn't, I, I never paid for it in the first place. So having yeah. it go away is a moot point as far as I'm exactly. concerned. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, I saw somebody said they're taking away a perk and I'm like, this isn't a perk. A perk is a thing that you get for free. This is an extra service. Like, yeah. this isn't a perk to me. This is, this is just an extra service you could pay for if you wanted to. A perk is if it's, you know, included as part of the, 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 the price, a part of the package as part of your points, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's a perk. This is not a perk. This was just an extra service that they had. So. All right, with that all said, why don't we go ahead and do our ad? So this week we have DVC Rental Store. The DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. And of course, when you talk to them, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right, cool. Oh, man. Got a whole bunch of 50th anniversary announcements. And and Trevor, we were talking about this last week, about there being a fire, uh, a, a new fireworks show for the 50th. Yeah. We literally, we, we said this last week that this was going to happen. Well, I mean, it was. It seemed obvious, and you know, obviously, going to be something new in fireworks, though. What do you mean, like a new kind of firework? Yeah, like where they shoot it up, and it's a, like it actually looks like a Mickey Mouse. They can do some stuff, like because I've seen in in for happily ever after they have like hearts show up, and they do like the cool spiral for like Moana. Yeah. Yeah, I want a little bit more. We can't do anything more yet. I feel like fireworks are like, is it because nobody cares? Maybe it's just me that cares. But like, I want them to shoot up and like, you know, look like Mickey Mouse. Like that would be be awesome. I mean, Disney, I think owns, I think they have more patents on fireworks than any other company in the world. I think I could be wrong about that, but they, they have a ton of patents on fireworks because they, they have like that whole thing where they can like detonate them whenever they want to like sync up with the music and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, they, they have a, they have a lot of cool stuff that they do. Like, I think they shoot their fireworks off with like compressed air and like all sorts of cool things. But this new show that's coming in Disney enchantment, I think the big thing with this one is obviously going to be part of partly the projections, but also that they're going to uh, do the projections on the main, on main street, which is also pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of like the, uh, I, I thought they did that for the Halloween fireworks as well. Or am I mistaken? Proje- I don't think so. I, don't I think don't they, they don't they do it in Disneyland for the for that Disneyland show? Yeah, I don't maybe think they've that's done it at I, Disney World though. Because I I remember seeing projections all over Main Street, but yeah, I think that might have been in Disneyland when I saw that. 
Yeah, because I think this is new for Disney World is doing okay. the projection effects uh, down Main Street, which I think could be very cool. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be neat. And then part of this, too, is also they're talking about fireworks, perimeter fireworks. So this isn't new, Damon, but at least it's it's fireworks happening all around you, right? That's yeah. kind of, I guess, what the idea is here. I guess we're going to have to find out what it's going to be, but... Yeah, I'll I'll look forward to it. You know, it's and I, I guess nothing has been said about after this is done. You know, you know th- this happen. is yeah, this is specifically for the fiftieth. Um, looking back at you know how other milestone celebrations have gone is you know they have a, a show for a year and then they go back to the reg- regularly scheduled show. So yeah, you know at this point I would like to believe that shows like Happily Ever After are going to stay intact after this is done yeah it's just yeah you know you're gonna have uh a a good year year and a half of of this disney enchantment show so i'll you know i'll I'll withhold my judgment until i see it whether or not it's better than happily ever after i'm sure i'm sure it'll be a great show um and yeah that's yeah i we don't know a lot about it yet right like we just saw one piece of concept art basically yeah and it looked like a lot of gold so (laughs) yeah it's a lot of gold like the it looks like the castle's turning gold and then main street is turning gold i i think the big piece of this is and this has been kind of rumored for years now is that they were going to do projections on main street usa now maybe once the 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 uh this is over after 18 months maybe when happily ever after comes back they add in uh, the Main Street USA component to that show. Like, they they add to it, you know? Since yeah. they'll have those projectors set up, might as well, right? Yeah, or, or like, my thinking was, again, you know, for the, the seasonal stuff, you'll yeah. see for Halloween and Christmas and whatnot that you'll you'll get a lot of those uh, projections being added in as well. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I've gone on the record here before. I, I'm a big fan of the projections. I, I'm amazed every time I watch a show on the castle where they're able to transform the castle into different things and it looks real you know it it just looks so real in real time and i mean they actually do it too with um the show that they the star wars show that they do at, at hollywood studios the things that they do in the theater come out really cool too and and just I'm always amazed by that projection mapping and, and how real it looks and how I, I feel like just it enhances the show so much and, and adding in the, the fireworks and the lighting effects and, and all that stuff. I just, I, I love that stuff and I'm excited to see the show. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. So yeah, for sure. And, and we've already talked about harmonious before. So, so yes. we know that harmonious is coming at the same time. Uh, the third show though, that I was a little surprised about was the, uh, the animal kingdom show yeah which is not a nighttime show it's actually a daytime show and it looks like it's in the where rivers of light was is my yeah it's in the former rivers yeah. of light theater yeah and it looks as though um i i think or reading up on it it, it looks like the kites from uh epcot forever are going to be repurposed over there or, or that they're going to be using you know the at the very least technology. the boats and yeah, yeah. The, the same concept but it's going to be kite specific to animal kingdom and and all that so yeah kind of, kind of interesting that uh and you know I, I think it's good for for the animal kingdom one i think it's good that they're doing a daytime show because i know yeah. people have have complained or it's not that people complain but you know people go well you know we, the other three parks have a, a fireworks show why doesn't animal kingdom well because animal kingdom is a functioning zoo and you know they're inviting problems if there's fireworks going off over these animals every night like, yeah, it's it it's can scare the animals, and you know yeah. that's yeah they have to be careful about that. So, 
And until Disney figures out how to way to create uh, fireworks that don't make uh, tremendously loud sounds, then yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go, Damon. There's your I, there's your there's your uh, innovation in fireworks is fireworks that don't sound like explosions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I doubt it, but you know. Yeah, it's I, I I don't know how much you could incorporate a silencer into fireworks. Yeah, I don't know if you could either. But, uh, but especially it, since I think they use, don't they use gunpowder for those? Like it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what I could see happening though is potentially, as I've seen some drone shows getting better and better, I could see them doing mm, possibly a drone show yeah. at some point. I like this kind of idea though, like because it's it's yeah. simple. It's nothing like fancy. It's just kind of be like I almost consider it like the streetmosphere thing. It's not going to be like something that you need to like go and see, but like especially that rivers of light theater, you can see it without being in there, right? So like you could just be walking by and just be like, oh look at that, that looks cool. You know, like, I don't think it needs to be a thing that, you know, you need to make an appointment and go see, you know, you're like, oh, I got to go see this kite thing. I think it's just an extra thing that's going to be going on. I, I don't think it needs to be more than that. Mm, well, but if they're, you know, if they're paying for people to run it, I can see why they would try it. You know, they they want to make sure that it's not just people, you know, walking by and looking at it for a second and then going, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah, I, I, I see your point, but I disagree that, you know, it it should be something that people sit down and pay attention to. Sure. No, I get that. I'm just saying like, I, you know, I'm not, it doesn't feel like the type of thing that you're going to like, that I feel like I need to go to, you know? Right. Maybe I'll look at it from the outside and then go like, but it's not like phantasmic where you're going to line up in the theater an hour ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I'm saying, but I'll I'll see it on my way over to go ride Everest. There there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I I think it's interesting. Uh, So this is, this was uh, interesting too. So they're, they're going to have 50, uh, well, it says Disney Fab 50, so they're going to have the Disney Fab 50 uh, of uh, golden uh, character statues are going to be placed around the parks. These are cool. You like these, Damon? Yeah, I do. I like them a lot. So I don't know what they mean by surprising ways to interact with these sculptures. Unless they start walking around, I don't think there'll be anything <laughs> surprising yeah. um, about it. But I, I think it will be cool. Uh, this is I like a special I like the, thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the gold. Like, I think it looks nice. It looks classy. Uh, I think it will be good. I, hopefully that they do their interactive portion of it is cool. I, hopefully it's something that's part of a game or a collection or something. You know what I mean? That's like, a good idea. Yeah, 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 hopefully it's something like that. So Yeah, I, go ahead. Sorry, Trevor. It, uh, looking at the concept art, it, it, the there's a little circular logo or plaque in front of the uh yeah. statues that to me screams you know them having a touch point or something there like you said as part of a game or part of a um you know something phone wise bluetooth or something yeah like a, like, like a sorcerers of, of the magic kingdom kind of thing yeah like maybe it will be some um what's that called again vr the the one that's not oh, the, the augmented reality the augmented reality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I'm thinking yeah, maybe just like a scavenger hunt kind of thing where you got to go find them you all. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be a friggin' photo pass thing. You take a picture and it's augmented reality on your phone. Hopefully it's more than that, though. Yeah. yeah Come on, wow me with something. It's the 50th. I want him to start walking around at night Westworld style. Like that. I'm down with that. <laughs> well, they, do, they did build that, uh, that Baby Groot animatronic that walks around, so... <laughs> I guess they could do it, theoretically. Could but. you imagine? Like, that would be mind-blowing. Yeah. That would freak people out though too. Then, then we're talking about the uh, what itchy and scratchy world from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, you know, this is these are cool, I, and there's going to be fifty of them, of course. And so I'm g- I'm going to be interested to see what characters. Obviously, well, you know, they're going to have the obvious characters, I, but I hope that they have some sort of you know gold leafed collectible as well. That would be kind of neat. I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, we haven't really gotten a look at what like the merch is going to look like for yeah, this yet, right? That'd be kind of so, cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a this was unexpected announcement. I think. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, get, getting a small version of of one of these statues, like if you have a favorite character, mm-hmm. and being able to get a statue, yeah, that that would definitely be cool and something that I would look into as a fiftieth merch, yeah, kind of thing. Are you guys like hoping they do like some? I mean, there's going to be fifty of them, right? So there's going to be some uh, characters, characters that are a little more rare, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, let let's hope for some Gravity Falls. I would think we'll see. Some sort of DuckTales, but I mean, Gravity Falls. Amphibia? Oh my goodness. They do an amphibia statue. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the problem is that, you know, we, we know what the popular ones are in our head or what we feel are the popular mm. ones, but do they make the top 50? Yeah. Yeah. 50 seems like a lot until you start cruising through. And as somebody, you know, do most people want to see Clarabelle over, let's say, you know, um, Anne from Amphibia? Probably. I mean, yeah. Clarabelle, so, yeah, Figaro, horse, horse collar. Like, I mean, that that's yeah. just staying within the Mickey Mouse realm. Exactly. And I'm then you get over to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. And then, and then, you know, the Winnie. princess. You got Avatar, like, right? Because, I mean, they're going to represent Avatar some way, somehow. We know you that. You think so? Uh, you almost have to. You have a ride for it. How do you not represent the rides, at least? Yeah. Because if you don't represent it, then you're saying, why do we have this world? Which I would agree with. Why do we have that world? But, you know. <laughs> but but I, I feel Avatar is in the same place that Star Wars was before Disney bought Star Wars. You don't Star think Wars? that there's going to be a Star Wars sculpture? But Not, there, there could be Kingdom, now. Right? These are all Magic Kingdom. So I'm no, going to no, say no. I, I, but I thought they were spread throughout all the parks. It says parks. All right. Well, maybe, so, maybe not then. Oh, debate debut throughout the theme parks. Okay. So yeah, yeah. you're right. So it's not just Magic Kingdom. So uh, th- the way that I look at Star Wars right now is, you know, it, it's bought by Disney and it's definitely a Disney IP. But you know, back in the '90s, George Lucas was partnered with Disney, and they, you know, they did Star Tours and all. Back that. when they made good video games. Yeah. And, and but you don't want a gold R two D two floating around somewhere. I mean, it's gonna happen. You're, you're kidding yourself if you don't think Star Wars characters are gonna make a top fifty sculptures. No, I, I I'm not saying that. I'm I'm talking about Avatar. I, I don't think that Avatar is is at that so, level. I think that but, but James think Cameron it. IPs are not at that level in Disney. Sure, but then why did they build the park? Right, like they built the park because the same why? reason they built Star Tours before they owned Star Wars. It's popular. It was a popular IP. You know. It was- but I think if you didn't have Star Wars Land and you just still had Star Tours and George Lucas owned it and they were going to put 50 characters in the parks, you're still going to get Star Wars. Oh, I, I, I definitely think Star Wars. I just don't know about Avatar. Uh, I, I think we'll see it. I think we'll see it. I'm, I'm hoping for some Muppets. That's what I want. I want some Muppets. Yeah, so what would yeah. you buy? Like, So so let's just say your favorite shows... Mm. Like, well, Let's just say my favorite shows are out of the mix. I'm going to say there's no Gravity Falls, there's no DuckTales, and there's no Amphibia. Let's just say that. What character would I buy? And I might be on that Muppet Muppet bandwagon. Figment. There's going to be a Figment. There's got to be a Figment. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Do I buy a Figment over Muppets, though? Oof. Oof. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. There's got to be a Figment, though. There's no way they don't do Figment. Well, well, what if there's a Figment and a DuckTales? Which way do I go? Mm. It's tough. That is tough. See, yeah, that that's where it has to... 
it's a weird like th- this is the same problem i have i i had a bit of an obsession with mugs for a little while like i've i've got more mugs than i should probably own at this point but i think a lot of people collect disney mugs and it it was like walking through the stores and looking at them it was like i had to find that one that i was like yeah that's cool like i like it's it's not about you know just picking you know oh well i like this ip over this ip it's like in the moment, it has to click with me as I'm standing. But I think there. <laughs> that that mugs have a design about them. These are just going to be singular characters. Yeah, that's that's true. But it, but it's also like you know looking at particular characters and like and I guess you know if there was a character that I didn't think that I would want or that yeah I don't know it's yeah like I don't need a Pete mug. No, <laughs> Pete's going to be a, one of the one of the characters, right? He's got to be. Yeah. I mean maybe. I mean most likely thinking, he's he's been around as long as Mickey Mouse, so Well, like if like you said Damon, it feels like 50s a lot, right? But if but it's you not. go with the if you go with the Fab 5 to start off with, right? And then you go all yeah. the Disney princesses, right? All the Disney princesses are going to have one, you have to think. And then you're talking villains. The most popular villains, yeah. I mean it's, it's going to be hard. Will there be any villains? I don't think so. Think I'm going to say no. So yeah, this is going to be interesting. A, a fifty list is too difficult for me to even make. I mean, because right, do you yeah. take something like? I mean, is there going to be a Toy Story one? I would think there'd be at least a Woody and Buzz. I would think. Oh, so there's two. I mean, right? But then, like, then that opens up the whole Pixar, yeah, floodgate. So, so, yeah, that's yeah. Do they throw a Stitch in there somewhere? Because you know. Yeah, Stitch well, would be a character I'd be down for getting. Yeah, too. Stitch Stitch would be one I would I mean for, you know, my son and my family, you know, Stitch well, would definitely be high up on that list. Cuz I look at something like DuckTales or Amphibia and even Gravity Falls, the problem is it's there and gone, right? Well, we're still getting these crappy new cartoon versions of Chip and Dale, right? So like, you know, we're going to get a Chip and Dale, there's no doubt about yeah. that, right? Because they're continuing that IP. Where I think IPs that are done, I just don't know if we get them, so I, or that will be done. You know what I mean? Yeah, do we do we get stuff that's parks only? Because like I, I mean, there's got to be figment, but I mean, are we gonna get like a hitchhiking ghost one, or are we gonna get you know fifty? It should be five hundred at this point, right? Like, right? That's what I'm saying. There's so many characters, right? It's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see these though, and I'm excited to yeah. see what oh, the and then, and then so so then okay, so we we've talked about you know show show ip stuff so you know like mickey and and whatnot but then yeah like you said so you know if you're talking about um park ips there's you know there's tiki room stuff there's pirates there's haunted mansion there like oh gosh it's tough (laughs) yeah i mean they could even go old school with like some of the uh, some of the older stuff that's not around anymore like um what was the the Gosh, what was the robot in the original Star Tours? Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, uh, Max. <sighs> no, the no. one that the, the one, he's in the bar now. You're he's talking in, about yeah. in the cantina now, and I can't remember his name. Um, but I mean, like they could go old school with some of that stuff too, and like you know, I, I just don't know. It's it's. Gotta know, be hard. We're talking like they're actually selling something. We don't even know, but that would be great. Oh, we, yeah. we know they sell something. There's gonna be something sold. We know there yeah. is. We just don't know what it's gonna be. Oh, I'm sure that there's a minifigures, but you think that they'll be like, what were the Disney, what are the Disney, um, figures, uh, this, this, this starts with the TSU, what are those things again? 
Oh, some sums. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Do they just make those? Like, what? I mean, I hope that they make something of a classy type of gold statue rather than something like that. Almost looks like an Oscar. Like, is, is that yeah. what you're? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like no, a little mini thinking. trophy, like that you it, would get. Yeah. yeah, but not plastic. Like full out metal. Like, let me get a, a cool version of that. It'd be interesting. I, I, yeah. We'll have to see what what they come up with. I'm sure there was. I, I can imagine that there were probably some pretty intense discussions on what 50 that they're going to choose, you know? There's probably a lot of work that went into that. So, obviously, it's not going to be an equal amount of, of uh, sculptures in each park either. So, and, and guaranteed, you know, even just the three of us talking here, there's going to be something missed that we're all going to, you know, none, whatever 50 they pick, no one's going to be happy with it. Absolutely course, not. I agree. Course. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> Uh, I do think it's interesting that they are uh, that the, they're doing a new cavalcade too. Oh yeah, hope so. Yeah. Do, but does do that mean think- that there's no? Yeah, does that mean there's gonna be no parades? Yeah, no three o'clock parade. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people have said that they like these better. They're great. Yeah. It was great, yeah. Damon. It was so good because like they're random and like you don't know that they're coming and they're just. I, don't, there's I mean, until somebody makes an app for that. Well, yeah, but I, <laughs> but I think they do them at different times, though. And, you know, like, it's kind of, it, you're talking about making things more magical. When something just happens, it's kind of cool. You know, it's, it feels like almost like a flash mob, you know, like, yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a parade happening. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. This is cool. And yeah, yeah you're right, though. Like, people have really liked the cavalcade. So I'm, I'm surprised they're keeping them and Which- doing a new one. Yeah, but you know that that's one of these things. And we talked about this a long time ago that that things are going to change after the pandemic yeah. stuff quiets down, and that you know you may not see certain things come back, or or things may stay a certain way because they realize that it's better. And yeah, to to your point, I I, I think it's definitely nicer when you know you're talking about magic and and all that is the spontaneity of it you know magic yeah. isn't supposed to happen on a schedule and you're not you know when you spend an hour waiting for a 20 minute parade that you know you you kind of build it up in your head that you know this better be worth it and then when when it happens you're kind of you almost let yourself down right versus if you're going about your day and all of a sudden, like you said, hey, you know, these characters show up or this thing goes by and you didn't expect it. That feels I think Disney's realizing that there there's a psychological aspect to yeah. um, to doing these things and not just, you know, scheduling them for the sake of appeasing people is that, you know, you have to also factor in, you know, for 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 people to enjoy themselves. You have to make that little bit of randomness. Well, and not only that, you know, right now, well, not right now, but pre-pandemic, like it was the three o'clock parade was the three o'clock parade, right? Like that's, it just happened once a day. We knew when it was going to happen. Everyone would show up at that time and then it's done. It kind of like interrupted your whole day. Whereas yeah. these, they kind of happen randomly throughout the day and there's a bunch of them, right? It's not just one time. It's like three or four times. So like you can catch these anytime. You don't have to interrupt your whole day. It's just kind of like... Like again, the streetmosphere stuff, right? It's just it's happening in the background, and you're just like, "Oh, cool! Look at this! Hey, look, there's Mickey. Okay, cool!" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's there's something oddly magical about the spontaneity of it, and it's it, I I really enjoyed that when I was there. But I I've seen so many people on you know in the different groups on Facebook talking about how much they love the cavalcade. So it seems like Disney's listened to that, and that's what they're doing. So. 
I think yep. those were all the 50th updates. I'm sure there's going to be more announcements coming over the next month or two. Yeah, harmonious. Uh, so okay, so um, you had the contemporary retheme in here. Well, we we well. can talk harmonious really quickly though too okay. about well, how I, 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 I think don't know what we need to talk debuting. about on this. Like, well, I just think it's interesting. They've confirmed now it's debuting on October 1st, the same time as all the other stuff, which is interesting. I mean, it's probably smart because it's going to spread the crowds out a little bit, right? You're going to have to choose, and the, it's got to be tough for people like Damon though who want to be the first day on everything. You can't be the first day on both of these. Well, I don't want to be the first day on any shows because shows are stupid and a waste well, of time. That's fair. I know. But you usually want to be like first day on stuff. You can't be first day for both these new shows. So I want to be no days on both those new shows. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> for someone that's trying to see them both is, yeah, yes. they have to pick one for the first. And yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I still think that Magic Kingdom will trump um Epcot for this kind of stuff anyway. I don't but. I don't know though. I feel like Harmonious has been like pumped up for so long now though that like a lot of people really want to see it, you know? And like yeah, the only, picture only that they showed been, looks pretty cool, you know. Only because we've been, you know, hearing about it for what, the last three years now? Yeah. They've been working at it for so long. Yeah. And people have seen those barges sitting in the uh in the well, you know, ever since they put them there, people have seen those barges sitting in there. So the they just want to see what it's going to be. I mean, the look, the Stargate, yeah. The this picture that they showed of a preview looks really cool, but again, it, you know, it's just one picture, right? You need to see the whole show to really But I mean, it looks like there's a lot going on in this show, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, which I I guess this must have been done during testing, it looks like. Yeah. So Yeah. Picture during testing, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, that's all we I wanted to mention with that. But we can go to the contemporary retheme because I was I was a little surprised by this. I'm not gonna lie. Really? I, I wasn't surprised that it was happening. I was surprised at how much I liked it. <laughs> okay. Uh, which you know, I I think um, the one thing that people are focused on this, or, or a lot of the comments that I've seen, is everyone going, "Oh, it's it's nice how subtle they did the uh, the um, Incredibles stuff yeah. in it." Which, you know, is fair, but a lot of people are overlooking how well they integrated the monorail theme into it. Like, oh, yeah. No, that's it, my favorite part of it, I think. Yeah, it, it really gives off a cool vibe. You know, you know, the monorail has been a big part. You know, it's the, the train that goes right through the middle of the hotel. And it's been a thing for, you know, it's been it's been a part of the contemporary longer than any other IP or anything like that. And I think it's really cool that they worked it into the rooms in such a way. But yeah, the the only thing that annoyed me was yeah how much people are focused on the Incredibles accents, which don't get me wrong, they're they're very cool and I, and I like how they did it. But it's that's almost overshadowing what the room design actually is. Well, and you know, at first, I, I struggled at first when I'd heard about this to be like, okay, how do you fit the Incredibles into contemporary? But then when you think about the Incredibles as a movie, like the aesthetic they have going on there is is kind of perfect for the contemporary. Yeah. You know, it's almost like this, like I don't, and I probably sixties retro yeah, futurism, but, but also kind of modern. Yeah, like it's it's like yeah, you're right, sixties futurism. Yeah, that's kind of what it is, and and the contemporary is kind of that, right? And this kind of like the things that they did in here were pretty cool and i i mean i don't think it's that subtle i mean there's there's a lot of like pretty overt stuff but a lot of it is pretty subtle and just kind of the design notes like you said the the monorail aesthetic that they that i think they even said that in their <laughs> in their announcement um but it's it's cool i i really liked it i was not oh yeah these rooms will blend a sleek monorail motif with yeah. some of your favorite characters from the incredibles so 
it, it works. It just looks cool. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad they have been doing a really good job with these. You know, I, I think we talked about maybe on the last episode or I think it was the last episode where I wasn't a fan of them throwing IP into everything. But if they do it the right way, it works, right? And and the way they did it at Poly, you know, with, with the Moana stuff and the way they're doing it here, I think they're doing it the right way where they're doing touches that make sense within the theme of the already existing resort. Yeah. And that's that's what people should be asking for. Like, I, I I think the problem is is when people hear that they're retheming a resort, is that everyone looks at um, the value resorts. You know, you look at Art of Animation, you look at the the All Stars resorts, and those are like hit you over the head. Yeah. Hey, you're in Disney. You know, everything's brightly colored. Everything is is cartoonish to a flaw. Right. Like. And, and I get why they're doing it because it, it appeals to the kids. It, it hypes up, it, it hypes up people's kids enough that they say, we want to stay there and, and gets, you know, people to come and stay at Disney. But for the other resorts, you know, going towards moderate and deluxe resorts, it shouldn't be hit you over the head, but it should still remind you that you're at Disney, which I, I think they did a perfect job here is that, you know, it, the, if they took out all the Incredibles accents, the room still functions or, you know, it, you could, yeah, you yeah. could replace all those things with another IP and the room still looks just as good in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's a fine line to walk too, right? Between, yeah. like you said, between hitting you over the head with the IP and then doing subtle nods to it. Right. But I mean, there, there are some things in here, like they have like the super suits in the closet and, and some stuff in the drawers and stuff like that. But I, I, I still don't feel like it's hitting you over the head. I feel like it still looks really cool and really classy. So. Yeah. And those, and they also go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, those are easy things, you know, you know, you know, at some point they can decide to shift gears on it and they could actually take out all the incredible stuff if they wanted to. And those things are very like they're they're actually superficial at the end of the day. It's not yeah yeah. It's not actual like design choices that that if you rip them out, it destroys the room, right? That that's yeah. What like I was they saying. didn't make the shape yeah. of the door of, of Elastigirl, you know? Like they can yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're right. They can they can redecorate those any way they want. So yeah, I I think it's cool. I I liked it a lot more than I thought. I also saw too that the uh, the wave is going to be closing uh, for a refurbishment. They're going to retheme it, but they haven't said to what. Uh, a lot of people have been speculating for years now that it was going to be an incredible steakhouse. Uh, so I don't know if it um, if because they're now revealing that these rooms are going to be the Incredibles themed room. If we're you know if we think the wave is going to be Incredibles themed, I don't know. Uh, it would make sense, I guess. <laughs> so, so one of the rumors I heard was them calling it Steakhouse Seventy One. I which, did see that too. I did yeah. see that too, and, and I find that interesting because Seventy One being the year that Disney opened or Disney yeah. World opened, Disney World opened, yeah. That you know maybe they're maybe again that they're they're kind of going back to looking at how Disney was back then and, and playing off of that, you know, making an updated version of that retro Disney, so to speak. Yeah, this is, that's, that's, uh, that's the, I, I don't know why I didn't put that rumor on here, but, um, cause that's, that is one that's been coming up is that it's going to be steakhouse 71. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see what that actually ends up being. Cause I mean, I, I, it would kind of be weird if they didn't, uh, and if they didn't do it to Incredibles when they're doing the guest rooms with Incredibles, you know? 
Well, but, but that that's like saying that uh, you know, at, at every other resort. Um, so so what's a good? Or, okay, I got a good example. So storybook, um, storybook dining at Wilderness Lodge is based yeah. on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Does that mean that all the rooms in that's true. Wilderness yeah. Lodge have to be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. You're right. And and you know this this rumor that I'm reading, Steakhouse 71 will reportedly take cues from Steakhouse 55 concept at Disneyland Hotel, and the restaurant will be decked out with historical photos of not only construction of the contemporary, but also early construction of Walt Disney World. The theme will be heavy and nostalgia and sit in contrast with the Incredibles. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's from Blog Mickey. We'll give them credit for for this rumor. And also, you know, if it's wrong, you can blame them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, I, you know what? I, thought, I, I I find it interesting they wouldn't announce what it is at the same time, unless like the concept is not done, but they're like already starting work on it. And they're saying it's going to be done by October 1st. So, I mean, it's not even closing until mid-July. They can't be doing that much to it. But I, I think Disney also likes keeping a certain amount of mystique around these things, too. That's they true. don't want to, you know, there's certain things that they throw out ahead of time that they want to get people hyped up for. But they also know there, there's enough other stuff going on right now that if they and like you've already got the contemporary redesigns, you've got all the stuff announced for the 50th. If they threw that in at the same time that all this other stuff was being announced, it would be forgotten. People would yeah. completely forget. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've they've redone the wave. Like you, you're not thinking about that, but you know, I, I think Disney is smart with the way that they do these announcements and how they plan them. That they, they want everything to kind of have its own spotlight at the right time. Yeah. And I'm and I'm pretty sure there's somebody on the back end from a social media standpoint planning all this stuff out. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whiteboard somewhere where it's like we're going to announce this thing on this day. We're going to announce this thing on this day. Yeah. Like it's. They're very the, careful about that. They're yeah. very strategic and very calculated with when they announce things, you know? Yeah. That's it's and that's I saw one website complaining about when they did the when the first commercial came out, they were complaining about, you know, that they weren't that Disney wasn't doing anything for the fiftieth. Like they were just doing like a couple things. They were just redecorating stuff. And it's like can we chill like for five seconds? Like, <laughs> you know, like they're going to announce stuff. Just give it a second. It's not till October. There's lots of time to announce things. Disney always does this where they slowly announce things. They are very calculated about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they're, they, they release things when they want to release them. Yeah. So, so and, yeah, and it's, I, I guess for, for people that, uh, like I, we've been, like I said, we've, I, I think a lot of us have been through these, these big milestone things for me, it's, it's been pretty fresh in my head because I went to the 60th for Disneyland and yeah. you know, that was, that was a pretty big thing. And I remember, I remember leading up to it, you know, there were, there was all kinds of information coming out about it. And then when we were there, it was, it was very clear that, that Disney was very good at hyping it up. And they, you know, as much as we want to go and just do the normal stuff that we do when we go to Disneyland, they were very good at almost redirecting our attention to, Hey, there is this 60th celebration going on. Make sure that you, you know, you, you do something to celebrate that. Like, like that, that's where all these announcements and everything come from is that they don't want it to just be, Hey, we're celebrating a, a milestone and people kind of show up and go, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be over here, you know, riding this ride or doing whatever they want to draw people into it. And so that's where this whole plan comes in. 
is well, that. And there's some stuff that might not even start on October 1st. They might do stuff oh, throughout absolutely. the year. Yeah, and because you got to keep people's interest in it. You're going to have it for 18 months. You're not just going to have the same offerings for 18 months. There's going to be things that come along with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's going to be different merchandise as it goes along. There's going to be, you know, different shows events. and stuff. Yeah. And, and I remember that, too, because we went uh, – so the, the 60th was about a year and a half, and we went – or yeah, we, we went February both times or February, March, but like the, the first time we went was at the start of the 60th. And then the second time was towards the end. And it was, um, yeah, it was very different. Uh, or like you could see that, that they were kind of focusing on different things and, and, you know, as they get towards the end of it, obviously things wind down and the hype kind of fades out, but they were still doing things to try and draw people into it or to make sure that, yeah. you know, they knew that it was still going on. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, it's, that's what, what I think is interesting. Cause it's like, okay, not all this stuff is not going to just be for October 1st. Like it's, it's going to change. I, I even remember, Gosh, this was a couple of years ago now. They did like a summer of magic thing. Where, remember they kept like, they had like, I, we talked about it on the show. I, I, maybe I'll go look back at it. But there was like a summer where they had like, uh, it was like a hundred new events or foods or, you know, picture spots or different things. And I, I remember this, but I, I don't remember when it was. I'm sure somebody will out there will. Uh, but I remember talking about it on the show. But they that's the kind of stuff they're going to do. They're going to do all these different experiences. There's going to be different things happening. It's an 18-month celebration. They can't just have the same thing for 18 months, you know? Yeah. Disney's always changing, always offering new things. That, the, and listen, they'll have the big stuff will stay the same, right? Like, the show's going to stay the same. Like, the, the, the nighttime show is going to stay the same. But a lot of the other stuff can change, and it and probably will change. So. Yeah, so I'm so, sure there'll be different yeah. food items throughout the year and all that stuff. So for, for all the people complaining that they just com- painted the castle, slow your roll. You yeah, know. just calm down. <laughs> Patience, everyone. Patience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, though, I didn't see any like people complaining about it. I just saw one particular website was whining about it, and I'm just like, come on, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, just calm down. So yeah, it's it, it's very easy to gloss over things at the surface and to yeah, you know. You know, say one thing when you don't actually look at all the facts. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So we got one last thing on here. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's too bad Damon had to leave us, unfortunately, because uh, I kind of put this on here for him. But <laughs> but no, <laughs> but I, I still, I, I'm, it's of interest. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. So so what it is, is uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is to produce and star in Disney's Tower of Terror movies. So this looks to be a reimagining of the or or not so not the same as the Steven Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst show from 1997 like obviously they'll do a different take on it but obviously it's still going to be tower terror themed and we'll have to see how that plays out yeah and it, according to uh according to the internet so you know take this to the great assault Disney hasn't announced this yet so uh Josh Cooley the director of Toy Story 4 and writer for Inside Out is writing the screenplay so that's pretty interesting uh and then you know I, I you know it'd be interesting to see what what this movie would be about like how are they going to do this are they going to have it like be about a real hotel that's haunted or like what what are they going to do well i mean if you know if it's tower of terror it should follow the hollywood tower hotel and yeah like I said, that's why I'm expect, expecting it to be a reimagining of the 1997 movie because that there was the whole mystery there. You know, basically the story of Tower of Terror. These people disappeared 
why did they disappear? How, you know, is there a way to possibly get them back? All that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, it's... Go ahead, sorry. It's, you know, it's interesting. The thing that's interesting here is, you know, Disney has obviously, over the years, moved away from, you know, just doing, um, you know, family family specific things you know you know some of the newer shows that have come out like the the marvel universe stuff has been a little more um a little more i I don't want to say adult targeted but 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 it is though i mean like even just by the fact like if you watch loki if you watch any of that stuff there's cursing in it you know there's stuff yeah there's there's some of that going on you know especially like a like a modok uh modoks but that was made for i think that was completely made more for adults than than kids but uh you know there's but there's a lot of that kind of stuff that they're making yeah that's the thing about the twilight zone is that you know the twilight zone was never made for kids you know the the ride and the show were were never targeted at kids so but when they, they did, don't own twilight zone right they just licensed that so i i feel like they're not going to be making a movie that involves the twilight zone at all i'm, I'm thinking like they're going to separate that out so so do you do you think that this is their way of, of finding that way to break the that's a, uh that's the question. twilight zone hmm. that's I a have, good question yeah. because trevor I think they have been trying to move away from like licensing stuff because they own so much stuff now. It's like, why should we pay another company for stuff when yeah. we own it? Right. Like, and so they, they have to pay whoever owns Twilight Zone. I don't know who owns it, but whoever owns it, they got to pay them to use that name and the likenesses and all that fun stuff. So, you know, that's a good point. Does this, is this a prequel to them redoing that ride without the Twilight Zone tie in? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at who owns the Twilight Zone now. I feel like it's going to be like CBS or something. It's going to be like CBS Viacom. <laughs> Just a guess. Uh, Ky- Cayuga Productions, Inc. All right. I have no idea. Uh, it's an American anthology television series. Create, or, okay, so no, that's the description of The Twilight Zone. CBS, Cay- I'm right. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. CBS, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like CBS owns the rights to that. So, And, you know, not that they have, I mean... They don't have like uh, you know parks to put stuff into, right? So, like, I mean, I'm sure they don't care that much about that. I mean, it is a valuable property, though, right? So, yeah, but but it's also a remnant of you know. Again, we we've talked about this with Hollywood Studios before, finding its identity, yeah. right? That yeah. that you know, for a long time, it was MGM and a lot of a lot of those outside IPs. And really, when you look at it now, you know, most of most of Hollywood Studios is either now Star Wars, Toy Story, Mickey Mouse, uh, Indiana Jones gets a pass because it was, yeah. uh, you know, it's it was brought in kind of the same as Star Wars. But then you have, you have Tower of Terror and you have Rock and Roller Coaster, which, you know, this could be the sign or the harbinger of both of these rides getting a retheme in the future which um you know i i think it's if if this show leads into the tower of terror being redone as long as it still maintains being the tower of terror and doesn't just turn into another guardians of the galaxy ride like don't get me wrong i i think what they did with guardians of the galaxy was cool for the for the retheme of tower of terror in disneyland yeah but um you i think 
the original Tower of Terror needs to stay there. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that if they rethemed it, they're they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But but it, it, this gives them the yeah. the ability to keep it still as kind of the you know they they can tell a story of the Tower of Terror, but then remove the Twilight Zone from it and just turn it into specifically the Tower of Terror story. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering if they can yeah. just remove, you know, like if I'm sure they can find a way to not have the Twilight Zone piece in there, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think they could figure that out because I don't think that's like valuable to like a 15 year old, you know, like a 15 year old doesn't know what Twilight Zone is. <laughs> you know, like that's not i mean uh, probably most 20 year 20 uh, somethings don't don't know twilight zone right i mean you're talking about a very old show at this point so yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah you've got me looking up all this stuff now around is like i'm not gonna lie is, i'm on the wikipedia for the twilight zone right now <laughs> yeah like like how how um uh tartar movie so now, it, it is interesting because I, I think it's uh, Paramount, right? I think Paramount has some amusement parks, don't they? So, so the interesting thing is the 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 show that was made back in 1997 was just called Disney's Tower of Terror. It does not mention the Twilight Zone at all. Zone. Yeah. So, so you know, I I think Disney is trying to set a precedent there for themselves that they can, you know take that story and um, they, they probably have to tell a different enough version of it from what is currently in the tower of terror that, you know, they don't, they don't basically get sued by CBS for saying, Hey, you just, you know, took our story and just removed yeah. twilight zone from it and are retelling the same story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. The, I didn't think so too much of this, uh, this movie announcement to begin with, but you know, now that we're talking about it, I do really have to wonder if uh, if this is how Disney is trying to reposition themselves so they can get out of sponsorship, as you said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the reason why they're doing it. I think they're going to do it, but and then this is going to be like a I don't want to say a, a a happy side effect from it, but, but or you know if that's what they're trying to do. Like I don't know how much it costs them to use that. I mean, it might not cost them anything. I mean, you know, it might be a small amount, but. Considering how valuable the Twilight Zone is as a as a as a name, right? I yeah, I don't know. I I think it's more about you know over the years Disney has done this where they they've had a lot of rides sponsored by different people. Yeah, and as time's gone on, you know they've gotten to a point where they don't need to have the rides sponsored anymore. They can pay for it themselves through their own IP and whatnot. And I, I get the feeling that this show may have been spawned as a. You know, somebody in the background said, we need to get rid of, you know, you know, not get rid of Twilight Zone, but that they were probably like, okay, we've held on to this long enough. It's time to look at it. And it probably started as, okay, how do we get rid of this? And it got for far enough down and they went, hey, we should make a movie to, to, you know, make sure we establish this as its own IP. Yeah. It's, Which, it's possible. I mean, yeah. listen, we're completely speculating here. It's just... Mm-hmm. I mean, we right. We're completely speculating. I mean, we don't really know that this is the case. I mean, it could just be that they are using every IP that they have available to them, or every recognizable thing that they have to make you know more content. Because we're living in a in a 
time now where more content the better right disney needs as much content as they can for disney plus and for theaters and so they're they're doing everything they can here so it's possible that it's just that and they're not trying to get rid of that theming but i mean i don't know it should be interesting yeah i i think it's yeah like you said that you know they're they're trying to find or they're they're trying to make content but it's also you know a way you know similar to what they did with pirates you know they made a movie based on pirates because they knew that they had this ride sitting there and they were like hey how can we one refresh the ride and two do it in a way that that you know isn't just the ride you know if they, if they just upgraded the ride and said you know we've got new characters in the ride people would be like oh cool and that would be the end of it but you know tying it into a movie franchise and, and all that kind of stuff brought it brought it to a, a next level right yeah. and i think this is the same thing they're trying to do with tower of terror is that they're looking at going okay we have this ride here you know it does well enough you know it's still definitely popular but you know how can we how can we you know bring it back around you know now that star wars land is done and everything it's like this is their way of refreshing the park and not just saying hey you know we put a new coat of paint on tower of terror it's you know we've <laughs> we've done a bunch or sorry it should be a new coat of dust it's not paint but whatever yeah that's right that's yeah right. <laughs> um but yeah so so here here's you know a new movie here is you know a bunch of hype around it right and then and then the next question is, is how do they do that with rock and roller coaster yeah well i tend to believe that at some point they're gonna redo rock and roller coaster like because again they need to keep things fresh right so yeah. does aerosmith really resonate with today's youth no <laughs> right so i don't know but i you know it's interesting though because i and i think you pointed this out earlier when they made the when they made the steve gutenberg one back you know back in the 90s that it was based on the the tower of terror and didn't involve the twilight zone at all right yeah. so uh, so it could just be like like we said, it could just be that they just want to. They first of all, they don't have the rights to Twilight Zone, right? So they can't even include that. And second of all, they just maybe they do want to separate themselves. I don't know. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, now that we've been talking about it, that you know this show is going to start coming into production, and then you'll probably see a closure of Tower of Terror because the, they'll want to incorporate it, even if it's not a full reimagining of the ride. Maybe they, you know, they they can't do that or they don't want to do that. Yeah. But I would, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at the very least the pre-show changes, right? Yeah. You know, you know that. Uh, I mean, I hope that they don't completely redo the room because it was really cool seeing all the little artifacts from Twilight Zone. But like you said, you know, most like I could point out stuff to my son and he would be like, "I don't know what you're talking about" because he's never watched yeah. Twilight Zone, right? Exactly. So, that's yeah. it's not a property that's relevant to anybody that's under like you know. 35 even even then that's probably you know i i would bet there's a lot of like you know 40 year olds that don't know twilight zone that well because i mean it's just not a it's it's been gone for a long time i mean well and and even like when i was a kid it was on but it, it was still kind of a niche show at yeah, that yeah. point it's like there i remember watching that and the outer limits because they were yeah. both kind of in the same vein right and um it, you know a lot of people that I knew didn't watch those shows. They didn't have any interest in, in that kind of storytelling. Like well, it's, it all, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, it's like, it's like Alfred Hitchcock, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. They, like all those, this is a show from the sixties, you know, it's, it's from the sixties. You know? It is. Yeah. But, but, you know, even growing up, like, like, I guess, it, you know, it's not fair to say, 
you know, while, you know, if you're past a certain age, you wouldn't understand these shows because, you know, I realized that, you know, a lot of the shows that I grew up watching and, and you know, it is just a, I think maybe a, a symptom of, you know, growing up in the eighties and nineties is that, you know, I was aware of shows like MASH and WKRP in Cincinnati and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and those shows that came out in the seventies, you know, that were technically before my time, but I was aware of them because, you know, they were on TV and even though it was reruns, I was still watching it. And it's kind of the same thing now is, you know, you can, you know, you know, we introduce our kids to stuff that, you know, we watched as kids or that, you know, we were interested in, but, um, you know, some of these things just don't, they, you know, as, as things change, they just don't stick anymore. You know, people don't resonate with it. Like I, I honestly, you know, I, I enjoyed watching Twilight Zone and stuff like that, but I, I don't have any desire to go back and rewatch a lot of it. So, well, and if you remove Twilight Zone from from that ride, right? Like, are you going to lose a single person from going on it? Probably not. Like, if they if they did it the right way, right? If they if yeah. they make it so it's still, you know, like it's it's still going to be a ride that people are going to want to go on, right? Like, I don't think people go on that ride for the Twilight Zone aspect of it, right? Well, the the most impressive thing for me is the way that the uh, the window shatters and the like how the the door opens like like it's the it's the effects it's not so much the ghosts and all that kind of stuff it's yeah. it's the effects in the ride are you know it's cool how they design that <laughs> yeah but that's not that's not yeah. like they can do that without the twilight zone exactly right? I mean, yeah, yeah that that's my point is that you know it's it's not the the storytelling doesn't actually affect that okay gotcha yeah all right we need we need to get going here we're in an yeah hour. we're I, we're I, really I, far in here we we need to go so okay. let's let's go ahead and wrap up. We talked a lot about this. <laughs> yeah, more than I thought we would. Which you know, me too. Me too. Yeah, good, a good surprise. Um, yeah. Okay. So as, as usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. We get uh, we get a lot of great listener questions in there, um, great comments, and you know, you guys share your stories too. I I, I really think it's great that we have a good community of people that. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about our experiences, but you guys share your experiences, which I think makes us better at doing the show because it, you know, it gives us a different point of view. So, uh, make sure you guys keep doing that. And uh, as usual, if you guys want to follow us on Facebook, you can find us as welcome home podcast. Uh, our YouTube channel is also welcome home podcast and our Instagram as welcome home picks. Uh, as uh, a reminder, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I highly recommend doing so. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of our listener questions come from there as well. So we, we do post a thread in there every week where people post listener questions that you hear at the beginning of the show. Uh, but there's also a lot of good community in there and a lot of good uh, discussions that come up even outside of the uh, outside of the questions that we pose. You guys get very uh, you get very involved in the group the you know, those of you that are in there and, and know what's up. And, um, I, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great community and, uh, you know, I, I hope to see more of it because, um, you know, we're probably one of the better Disney groups out there. There. I said it. Yeah. And <laughs> I will tell everybody too, this is, this will be a tease for you. We were talking earlier, uh, before we started the show today, we were talking about doing a meetup next year of some, of some kind. Uh, it's something we've been wanting to do. Obviously we had one scheduled for 2020 that didn't work out. So, yep. <laughs> uh, so we were going to do a meetup, but that didn't work out. So, uh, we are talking about doing one for next year. We don't know when yet, but we will give everybody a lot of notice on that. But, uh, I know because of the community that we have that we'll, we'll see a lot of you there and that will be great. 
and we're, we're really looking forward to doing that at some point. We'll let you know when that when we have a date on that. But yeah, so so stay tuned. We are thinking about it. It's just uh, the on, honestly the biggest challenge is myself because I have to travel the farthest. So we're, yeah. we're trying to figure out how to make that part work. How to make that work? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll figure yeah. it out. Exactly. So yeah, so stay tuned for that, guys. And, uh, you know, as usual, if you guys want to help support the podcast, you can always uh, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, we've got mugs and t-shirts and stuff there that uh, you guys can pick up if you want to have something with the logo on it. You know, if you, if you are planning a Disney trip and you you need some t-shirts, you know, we were, we were talking about having, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, good clothes for going to the park. Maybe consider getting a Welcome Home podcast shirt to go in with that. Welcome home underwear coming soon. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Not yeah, me. no, no I, I, I did not approve that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. no. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and as usual, you know, as you guys are listening to us on iTunes or any other service that uh, you can leave reviews, you know, please do leave us uh, a review. We, you know, obviously we, we would like five stars, but if you don't want to give us five stars, we understand it. Um, you know, hopefully you've gotten this far and we haven't bored you to sleep as some people like to think. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, we, we do want to hear those reviews and, you know, hopefully they'll be constructive. <laughs> yeah, and not boring. Put me to sleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. Uh, you can find us. Just search for the one that's uh, for Welcome Home and search for the one that says uh, DVC and Disney. That's us. Uh, and uh, just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to uh, DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. Thank you for their continued partnership. Uh, Joiner, oh gosh. It's, we, we've been talking for too long. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. can't talk anymore. My gosh. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole. Found her in a sugar bowl. Dream.